Hey, 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 everyone. It's your girl, Sin, a.k.a. She is New Day, and I'm here with my favorite people. And this is your show that you love to join into every week. Cannabis and Chardonnay. Grab your favorite strain because we are smoking on headbands today, which is an indica-dominant hybrid. It influences the creativity. It causes you to have this euphoria. So we're just in that zone. And, of course, we got our... Nice. Euphoria, baby. And so I'm going to dive in. We got my boy Stylus in the building. Stylus, say something to the people. LeBron is on the Lakers. <laughs> How can the people keep in touch with your daughter? You can find me at Two Stylus, T O S T Y L I S dot com. Yes, yes. And we have my boy Creative Daha Bully. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yo, at Creative Bully everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we got my girl totally outrageous thoughts and questions in the building. Hey, it's your girl, Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. You can find me on Facebook at Dorothy Wally, Petty Politics at outrageousthoughtsandquestions.com. I love it. And then, of course, you got your girl, Sin. You can find me at She Is New Day. N-U-D-A-I.com. And today, guys, we're going to be talking about something that's on everybody's mind. But, you know, anytime you mention this, you can get into a really, really bad argument. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about originality, okay? We're going to talk about originality and some of your favorite artists and how they are not. We're going to talk about originality. I mean, is anyone original anymore? I think so. I think uh, Walmart, they actually, today, they released a shirt. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what, What's happening? You broke. <laughs> I can't even do it with you. It's all good. <laughs> that was pretty original, but I, I see, you know, there's a lot of originality lacking today, but you get those little, those diamonds in the rough. It's true. No, I'm just tired of hearing people saying, like, when something comes up, they're like, oh, my God, this person is amazing. This is riveting. This is out of this world. I'm going to see it already, right? Exactly. But I feel like, do you ever notice that, like, every movie that comes out, right, it's pretty much a remake of something else. And then they put, like, 50 on 10, where they're like, best movie of the year. Best <laughs> <laughs> movie of the year, most tantalizing, most thrilling. Like, who is really setting the trends? Who's copying? You know what I mean? And. Why are they doing like the shitty new color? version of it? It the yes, the shitty new version of it. We got Superfly out. We kept hearing about Superfly, right? A couple yeah. people were like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? And so I'm like, listen, tomorrow's the fourth of July. Maybe I'm gonna find my way into a movie theater for a few hours. You know, we do live in the desert. I don't play Superfly because they've made a gay boy Superfly. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to revisit that, okay, all right? But today, I really wanted to deal with the music because we've spoken here on this show about artists that we revere, artists that we feel are making waves in the entertainment industry and who are original and causing provocation. But we recently learned that one of those artists that we covered, which was Childish Gambino, he actually stole the song from somebody. Did, really? Did you guys hear about that? So yeah. I thought it was it was an implication. 
Well, we're going to play it here in our show because you know how we like to do. We like to hear it directly from the sources that we trust. And Metro.co in the UK came out with a wonderful article about Jace Harley and Childish Gambino. So let's just get into it like we do. So according to the Metro, their article, it says, Childish Gambino accused of stealing elements of This Is America from rapper Jace Harley. So Childish Gambino's politically charged hit song, This Is America, debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, was widely praised for opening a new dialogue about gun violence in America, and its provocative video spawned numerous parodies. However, the success of the critically accompanied track is being quickly overshadowed by allegations of plagiarism. The 34-year-old entertainer's artistry has been called into question after fans notice similarities between This Is America and a song by lesser-known rapper, Jace Harley. So let's play Jace Harley's um, song, and then we'll get into it. Um, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you said? I'm in the morning. Move on my chains. Money for language. But I'm nobody's slave. Open my eyes. See the cats in the panel. Cause I'm on the rise. An American pharaoh. I'm young and I'm black in America. They try to attack and embarrass us. Y'all know what you want us to marry us. But they let us fix up my terror. Got a wetter than mariners. Damn, the society scared of us. My nigga, I'm done with no barriers. So if you owe me money, just leave it. Police killed my best friend, they shot him dead. I do not forgive, I do not forget. My life is a clip and I'm by the ledge. And in less than a moment, a lot is said. But if you don't know me, do not allege. The thoughts in my head, you cannot arrest. I see that as a promise and not a threat. I don't answer my phone if it's not a check. I'm more plus, your money on mine is so love for the righteous. Just call me a heinous. You can't fight this, my pride is silence. No type of bullshit, I be quite your silence. People wanna bottle my virus, leave on the track, it came out of my sinus. But you won't see no sign of survivors, so I spit off you the sound of my tires. Broke all my chains, money for language, but I'm nobody's slave. Open my eyes, see the traps in the barrel, cause I'm on the rise, and the magic is What you say? Wake up in the morning, broke all my chains, money for language, but I'm nobody's slave. Open my eyes, see the traps in the barrel, cause I'm on the rise, and the magic is I'm young and I'm black in America. They stop with their biscuits and jealous up. I don't understand what they jealous of. See, they do surprise and nail us up. And there is no such thing as privilege. That was not in the curriculum. This is the world that I'm living in. Like I'm only one third of a citizen. But fuck it, I'm getting my money up. You get company when you want to be number one. So in the third place, I don't want to be none of them. After all of the effort, how could I settle for running up? Give them a foot and take a mile and run them up. I wish you were proud. No one was hitting my number up. I used to be stuck in my own head. Like, what was up? But sometimes she could go down here when you coming up. They try to divide up. Fire. My kingdom with violence. They know I'm a tyrant. They buy you be hoes and they fight them. Take a gold and they diamonds. The thing about it with no trials. No Jesus Christ, they get crisis. I used to scream and it mean like I'm Irish. With no ocean apart, every sea is too narrow. My bones in the battle with American pharaoh. Over my chains. Money's my language. But I'm nobody's slave. Open my eyes. See the traps in the barrel. 
church say Whoa. this is a motherfucking <laughs> song outrageous let them have it because i know you got an opinion baby how much proof is it that he actually plagiarized it his song was released and published jace's song was released and published in 2016 and go. it was heard okay it and was yeah. published to his website he made a music video and everything. Ooh. Okay, now I can say. I just need to be clear. I thought that's what I read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to say, this is the industry. And when people have a bigger platform, they get to fuck you over. He fucked them over. Did they know each other? No. The actual artist said he was flattered and not upset. Because the mis he said the message was bigger than him. So he yeah, but the, that's he took the he elevated What it. version do you like better? Just before I, like I go in the I like the original, and I'll tell you why. He's named in his song so many relevant things. And I'll just point out the whole niggas steal from you and owe you money. Dame Dash, just this week and last week, has been catching publicity because he confronted Lee Daniels about money that he loaned him. And he said to Lee, how do you think that this is okay for me to be the only person that saw something in you and gave you $2 million cash liquid? Not credit, not bothered, but I gave you my liquid cash that I was using for my indie projects with hopes that you were gonna be an honest person, first and foremost. And then secondly, that you were gonna be a good black businessman Secondly, Lee Daniels star. Yes. So let's get into that. Before we even address all of these things, you, what you said was right. People have been stealing from another for a really long time. And it's unfortunate that people with bigger platforms bring attention because we know Michael Jackson's done it. We know that Beyonce's done it. But I think that if you're going to swagger jack someone, you need to do it appropriately. Michael Jackson wore one glove all of the time. Does anybody know why Michael Jackson always wore one glove? He had a cold hand. <laughs> no, wasn't it something to do with his skin? No, he copied it from the 1928 movie Metropolis. Oh, okay. By Fritz Springmeier. And we'll go to that clip. Fritz Lang made this movie that was so prolific to the point where you can look at Beyonce videos, Rihanna videos, every female dancer video that has come out. You the ritualistic things that they have them do down to the dance movie in this music in this uh, movie. I'm sorry. All of their music can be correlated back to Mr. Springmeyer's film. Okay, so that being acknowledged, you have people like Michael Jackson, right, who had a bigger platform than Spritz and was able to take one glove and put on one glove like his mad scientist did in the movie. And I'll just show you a preview, I'm sorry, of, of Michael Jackson copying the mad scientist. Shout out to 
Kino International. Fritz Lang, I'm sorry, Fritz Lang. So we see a city that is futuristic. There are flying cars. The city's lit up like Vegas, like New York. You see a mad scientist wearing one glove controlling this entity, similar to a Frankenstein. The rays of light, this woman's transformed. Now, I'll stop it here because I want to tell you the premise. We already saw what we needed to see, which was Michael Jackson, the one-hand glove, right, from the mad scientist. Now, this movie was actually about elitists, and it was about a world where people, where people were slaves, consumed with their work, consumed by entertainment. Um, this mad scientist creates this woman that lures people so that they can take control. There's a whole agenda behind it. And so the reason why I'm addressing originality is because I'm personally tired of people mimicking things, stealing things, and misappropriating things that they think are cool. And they totally disregard their original meaning and intention behind what that thing represented. And just because you read the life. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again? Living your best life. Exactly. And so instead of adopting something that you do not know the history behind, you need to first understand the original, pay homage to the original. You know what I mean? But people are so blinded. Like you have Beyonce who had a, a lawsuit out against her for stealing the concept of lemonade. Did you guys hear about that? No. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, yeah. according to Perez Hilton's site, you know, Beyonce was sued for stealing the lemonade trailer from a short film. Mm. And they showed the short film director, um, who was Matthew Folks, who describes himself to be an indie filmmaker and a creative director. He's from Louisville, and he basically put out this art that was verbatim to Beyonce's Lemonade, minus the corn rolls, but the oh, coat wow. was the same, the parking lot was the same, the colors even to that damn yellow dress that she wore was the same. The lounge, like everything. I was like, damn, Beyonce, even the parking lot, the staircase, everything. You, the field, woman, you took everything from this man, but because you had a bigger platform, like, what the fuck is that creative? How do you feel about this? Um, I, I don't think these people are stealing these things. I think on the song, whoever the producer was, he had, he put it together like that and presented it to him. And the dude who did Beyonce's video, they did the same thing. And I don't think these artists uh, actually seen these things. Somebody just bought it to them and they thought it was dope. I don't believe that. Yeah, where does accountability come into play? Like, but how can I? How, I'm a mega star. How am I gonna run through the internet and check everything? No, because there's people that bet everything you do. Yes. You know that because um, well, I've been in the industry um a lot of years, and there are people that bet everything you do. Every idea you come up with, yep. someone researches it to make sure no one else has it. Yep. Then it's copyrighted. So when she got her video idea, she's a superstar, is absolutely right. She is fucking known. She's big. So absolutely, she needs to cover herself. And she knew. And she took that chance. She had to have known. Because they didn't just bring it to her and say, we're going to do this. Man, you like it. You love it. And her PR person didn't check it out. So anything, I, anything you do, you can find similarities online. 
It's not a similarity. It's the same damn thing. But I, you can do that with anything. Similarities are, I write a song that sounds like irreplaceable. Uh-huh. Sounds a little similar. That's the similarity. I'm not saying you must not know about me or I can have another you in a minute, but I got that melody. I have that harmony. It goes into play at some point in my shit. That's called a sample. So if you know, if you know that you have to do, you have to ask for permission to sample something, then you know that you have to ask for permission to take somebody's entire fucking scheme. You know, you have to know sued for that right now. Uh, Pharrell Williams was sued by Marvin Gaye's family, and then Ed Sheeran was recently just sued by Martin Marvin Gaye's family. So they know that, like it's something that they know, not something that a little person just putting their things out for people to hear it. They're thinking that it's sending a message. Somebody's gonna hear it, just like we're doing right now with cannabis and Chardonnay, hoping somebody listens to it and likes it and gets it. Not that someone hears it and steals our whole shit. Shout out to all the listeners because we do got listeners across seven platforms. We appreciate you. <laughs> so then I need to sue a lot of people then because there's a lot of songs we made back in high school that sound exactly like stuff now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And you know what? It's probably somebody that you don't even remember that you passed it by their ear. I'm going to share a personal story with you. In 2005, I met this talented musician producer named Gahara Degadenzi. Shout out to Dega Dega. AKA PK. When I met PK, he was so discouraged because his best friend, and I won't say the person's name because the person has since made it and a lot of people follow this artist now, but his best friend at the time basically took all the songs that they had done together. PK produced it. The artist wrote and sang to it. The artist took the demo that they did of like eight or so songs to the label and said that he produced and wrote them. They put put the guy to the test. He couldn't produce. He brought Gahara around, and it was found out that the dude had lied and said that he produced all these songs, and he did not. So there's a lot of people doing stupid shit, but I believe that imitation is the biggest compliment, right? However, there's a right way to go about it. Let's talk about Aerosmith and Run DMC walked this way. Now, Run DMC heard Aerosmith's record, and it was like, yo, we could flip this. This is dope. What did they do? They reached out to Aerosmith and they were like, yo, we love this, this is dope, we wanna put a hip hop spin. Aerosmith was like, Liz, you know, let's feel this out, see this is a good vibe. They vibed out and then now we have history. So I believe that there's room for originality and there's room for imitation, but you can't just be taking credit for shit that's not yours. Take yeah. Wiz Khalifa in point. Wiz Khalifa, that song that he has called most of us, he stole that shit from a rapper. And we're going to go to that because I'm tired of these people. So Wiz Khalifa, <clears throat> excuse me, the weed. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa is being sued. Shout out to Hip Hop. Uh, this is my uh, Hip Hop Wired uh, Network. I'm sorry, New Hip Hop, Hip Hop, New Hip Hop.com. Shout out to you guys for this article. Copyright is no joke in the music industry. Rappers constantly get hit with accusations that they stole someone's music whether it be a star, a verse, a beat, or the entire song. That's what Wiz Khalifa is facing right now. The Pittsburgh rapper is reportedly being sued for stealing the song, Most of Us, for his 2016 album, Khalifa. Khalifa reportedly, I'm sorry, he's reportedly heading to court after a rapper by the name of Simple 
man sued him for stealing the song Most of Us. Simple Man says that he handed Wiz Khalifa two copies of his song Most of Us after he met him in an airport in Salt Lake City in 2012 with hopes that he'd be interested in collaborating. As the story goes, by 2017, Wiz Khalifa topped the charts, okay, with his song Most of Us. So let's take a listen first and foremost to Wiz Khalifa's Most of Us because people know that song. Most of us. Most of us. Most of us. Most of us. They talk shit, but they can't. Hey, make sure you get that little skinny girl's number for me, yo. The, the, the Tara. Yeah. Even if she stands, she says she stands, but make sure you get her number, though. I know, make sure you get a number just in case. Before we go to the next clip, the rapper that he stole from is visibly Caucasian and or Hispanic. His name is Simple Man. Let's check out Simple Man's version of Most of Us. This one goes out to you, to you, to you, to you and you. This one goes out to you. He is. To you. Most of us trip through our days on idle island. Resist temptation, just to get violent on open side. Most of us do what we gotta do just to survive. Cook coconut, vibe, yo, really put a cop to the wrong outside. That's right, cause most of us are sick of being put in front of question like we got narcotics. That's a little bit of what your job is being. Most of us are sick of tickets from a bag. Drinks at night, beats and swipe and hide behind a fucking bag. I'm with Simple Man. He handed him the record. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, Creative. What did you say? And then I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna get into you, outrageous. But Creative, you said you went. Oh boy! And why is that, sir? Because he blatantly handed him the record, and he stole his melody. The, the beat even switched it up a little bit, but it's the same. Yeah, Simple Man. He got that one. Not because I'm saying the white boy can't relate. <laughs> or that not that I'm saying the white boy can't relate 
or that his situations could never be similar to ours because I have seen white people at court when I've gone. So they go through things too. But I feel like just because he is a white boy and they've been stealing all kinds of shit from us forever anyway, yeah, he took the shit. But I mean, come on. So what? But that's just my... <laughs> Stylus, what do you think? So, I think it's a catch twenty two. I think at the end of the day, it's like. But if he was black, I would feel like that's fucked up. With I agree with. with I, like I agree with everybody in all opinions. Well, I haven't given my opinion out because I got nah, one. Nah. <laughs> Time. I agree with everyone, even before you give your opinion, because you have to see it from different perspectives, and and you know the approach to how songs were being not necessarily plagiarized, but copied uh, early, you know, uh, 1920s, 30s has been going on. It's a part of uh, the American culture with uh, duplicating and making their own version in the capitalist society that we live. I was looking at that standpoint. Yeah, maybe it's like revenge in a sense, yes. However, you know, there is uh, accountability that artists have been held to uh, from a traditional standpoint, and we're in new times uh, where you know that it's such a mass-produced market. Then also, I try to consider what, what the labels put the artists through because these artists don't control their own, really. I'm glad you said that because that's one of the points I'd like to make when you're done. Yeah, all that said is that artists are under such a deadline and pressure that that's why they have a machine behind them is because they're so busy being the face that they're not always there mentally to be creative. I think that the artists like, you know, even people like the Kanye's, people who produce the Pharrell's, they go through their spells because we all have influences. Everyone has been influenced. Every new artist has been influenced of the past time and cannot denounce that. So we all take a piece. However, clear plagiarism is clear plagiarism in, in the court of law. So it's like, it all depends on the outcome and what the, the judgment is at the end of the day is business. And however, as long as people who, who are coming out get their credit or at least some kind of settlement, then that's fair. But if they just leave empty handed, then yeah, it's a sorrowful story. If the artist is really in it originally for money, because there are some people who let shit go. There are some people who just know that they service the people at the top. I'm glad you said that too, because that's one of my other points. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I want to address two things. I want to address the fact that, A, you have two different people. You have a black dude who was plagiarized and was like, you know what, I'm flattered because the message was bigger than me. But then you have a white man who was plagiarized and he's like, fuck that, I'm suing. He could have been like, yo, I have this top artist that made this viral in the message. The second point I want to make is I think there's a more sinister agenda because the internet is a free for all, right? Which yes. means anyone who has access to the internet can put anything on the internet, right? Which means you're publishing content um, consistently and in real time, which means someone's going to hear it and you don't need a million people to hear the right message at the right time. You need one person to hear the right message and you don't know who that one person is and what their influence is within the planet. Yeah. So I think that I was listening to the words of each song 
of the Childish Gambino, JC ripoff, and the Wiz Khalifa, Simple Man ripoff. And what I realized is that both of those songs, the real, the real artists were actually speaking legitimate truths and speaking truth to power. And the right people hearing that would be empowered to make better choices in life and understand how the system is against them. Both artists made mentions of things that are things that people need to hear. And I feel like those who control the internet, because best believe everything we post has to get filtered and it's being monitored. So the people who are filtering our shit, they're like, "Mm, yeah, this person's speaking way too much truth and they might have a a lot more uh, influence during this season that might interrupt our agenda. So I'm thinking that way. I think that it's effed up, completely effed up that both of these artists were plagiarized blatantly, whether they one-handed a CD in the person's hand and the other just kind of had something on the internet and it was brought to the person, Donald, you know, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Charles Gambino's attention. And he was like, nah, I could flip this and make this harder. Like, outrageous is saying, like, yo, this is my people. I operate on their frequency. I can make them feel this and really do this better, which I'm sure maybe that's... I don't even think Wiz's version is better, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think he's saying his message isn't he's not even delivering the man's message. And that's nah. what I was thinking about. Yeah. I was considering that. Okay, that's what... they're two different. So what what the first person is saying, I like. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't again, and like I said, the things he's talking about are all things that are relatable, but it's just for me, it's like uh you've been taking things. Yeah, white people. Okay, I get, I hear you on that. I, okay, now I see what you were saying from your perspective because we wouldn't have a Justin Bieber, Iggy Azalea. There's nothing that we do that isn't copied by anyone. And maybe it's the, it, there's nothing that we do that isn't copied by anyone. So if this is supposed to be, it's just like, why do you even care? Because you don't even look right doing this. But I feel like... It's not. What, what is looking right doing this look like? Because why do you got like, look to look no, Looking right being upset. Oh, I see. Like, you, you, you don't even look right being upset about this. Because. Unless you want right. money. No, because I mean, now, if I would, took my shit, I would be like. Even oh. that, because if people hear the two, they're still going to listen to the first one. It's better than Wiz Khalifa's. He knows that. Yeah. I mean, he should know that. If it's about money, now you can put your song out. But I don't think it's about money. I think it's just more about understanding the value. No, but Outrageous was right. The dude at this point could spin it for his gain, but not everyone on that level thinks like that. The people at the top in the top tier and the elitist, they, they use negative as a spin. It's all press. It's all, you know, news. So at that point, it's just like the guy could have still taken that opportunity to promote new music, to boost. But if you really look at it, the people who didn't see the video, it was like Office. It was like the movie Office, but just it looks sev- like it was shot in the 70s. It didn't you, know why? You, you know why it's an issue? Because if I had copied his song, I'm broke. He wouldn't have cared. Like then the he cover? Wouldn't have cared. Oh, fuck. But you, he, he, he can't care. You know what? 
Outrageous Weekend. Yeah, because there was money involved now. But the artists are here too when there's money involved. That's why you can't put someone else's song on the internet without saying, I do not own the copyright to this material. So everybody's a business person. They're all looking out for their own interests. A, a popular artist who's making money is going to protect themselves and their investments. That's why they have copyright. And I think that most artists that are independent, they may have copyright, but no, the, most artists that are independent, I can agree with that. You're right. Business savvy. I can agree with that. I have to agree with that because we encounter people. Being a consultant, I encounter people all the time who don't have their eyes dotted. But let's let's go into another case of this because Angie Stone, who's a black woman, mm-hmm. is debating Mr. Bruno Mars because she feels like she's been stolen from. So Angie Stone says Bruno Mars stole from her group and disrespected hip-hop history, okay? Shout out to Atlanta Black Star for this article. It says $2.9 billion and then some. That's how many streams Bruno Mars' song Uptown Funk has on YouTube. Even though he scored numerous hits through his career, the 2014 single could be credited with making him one of the biggest artists in the world. But according to Angie Stone, Mars stole the song Funk You Up to make the colossal hit, which is a cut released by her all-female rap group. The sequence in 1979. Stone and the group sued Mars over the tune last year and is now seeking a jury trial. But the R&B singer said her suit isn't about money. It's about the pop star giving respect to the three women songwriters who deserve it. How do y'all feel about that really fast? I think that uh, the credit should be given that where credit is due always. And that should never leave because that's how casualties occur. Because respect is everything in these streets. But wouldn't respect represent giving me my credit when I did it? Or the inspiration so that I got that money when you well, were giving you your money? Know, Why do I have to fight thing. for it? I, all right, where there's a bad example, I believe there's also a good example. So I'm lending on the, the good example where you see artists like John Legend, who wrote uh, Ordinary People, that was a spinoff of Stevie Wonder. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but one of Stevie Wonder's songs. And when John Legend first got his debut performance appearance on the award show, he, he brought that into the end of the song to let people know he's paying homage. Yeah. And musicians pick that up, but not everyone's musicians. Well, according to Angie, she said, just a credibility to Bruno Mars. I think he's a great artist. We love Bruno. He said, I'm sorry, I said Stone with her sequence member, Gwendolyn. This is not about Bruno for us because you can't take that away from him. However, when it comes to the history of hip hop and our contribution, you can't just take people's stuff and walk with it. This isn't about trying to bash him or hurt him but we want our respect, we want our props, we made history, and you can't rewrite that. She was then asked why she only had a problem with Mars and not Mark Ronson, the producer who also worked on Uptown Funk. When you work together, two birds of a feather flock together. What do y'all feel about that? Nah. She said, as a matter of fact, Bruno acknowledged the sequence in a tweet very long ago, saying this was influenced by the sequence. And they all went on to the Billboard article that said this was inspired by the sequence. This isn't the first time Mars has been sued for the hit because the funk band Zap and Collage have filed suits as well. But unlike the sequence, they were given writing credits on the song as well as the Gap band. 
so yeah, people just want their respect at the end of the day. They don't want, they don't, maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it is about the money, but I guess if you're going to be inspired by someone, giving them credit and paying them is necessary. Or at least give them an opportunity of some sort to advance their career. I agree. And then you have some people who understand that, but they still take advantage. Like You want to know why? Why? I believe it's because we we're lacking in true uh mm-hmm. we're losing integrity as men as a as a vast. Whereas, you know, like back in the day you didn't have to sign a contract. A man's word was a man's word. A lot of these men are soft and, and washed with other concepts that take them away from the true essence of how to And that's what Dame keep Dash was talking about. Going. Yeah. That, that Dame Dash confunted uh Mr. Daniels website Wix. Shout out to TMZ's channel. So Dame Dash, we all know, he gave um, Lee Daniels $2 million to do the Woodsman, which led Lee Daniels to make more money to end up doing Precious. He also gave money for Precious, but he's been dodging gaming ever since. And now we all know Lee's successful with two successful shows on Fox. So we know he has Damon's money to pay him back. And Damon actually took an opportunity to confront him, and here's that confrontation. The Hollywood Bowl proudly presents Diana Ross. Sending her catalog of hits as Rockefeller Records' Damon Dash aggressively accosts the claim director Lee Daniels over two million dollars he owes him. Hey guys, could you see it? Damon Dash uh, pulled one of the most epic pull-ups I've ever seen before in my life. Damon Dash is in a tilt <laughs> with. Lee Daniels. Yes, apparently Dame left Lee $2 million a while ago, but he wants his money back. So Dame got word that Lee was enjoying a Diana Ross concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes, was enjoying the concert until Damon showed up. Could you? Now, how about a tune, Diana? As soon as the conversation gets tense, you just hear it, and then everybody starts swaying in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike these people who are struggling to enjoy the show. You know how much a sitter costs these? So let me tell you, this whole time Dame is confronting him, and we actually have footage of Dame explaining what the fuck he was saying. He approached me about a script uh, called The Woodsman, and he had uh, Kevin Bacon attached and Kara Cedric and Benjamin from uh, Ben, uh, you know, Mostef, you know, a lot of different people, Eve, and I believed in the script. And, you know, I had the money, and I, he told me, like, no one will cut the check. As culturally, we don't stick together. You know, Oprah won't look out. Uh, Denzel won't look out. And I had it, and I wanted to be in the movie business. So I gave him the $2 million. He didn't have to go to court to get it. It wasn't in payments. I gave him a flat $2 million. And we made our money back. We went to Cannes. I, you know, I, I went to Sundance. I showed, I brought Kanye. He performed. He, Patti LaBelle performed. We did a lot. And we got our money back. And so then he came to me and he had this script, Shadowbox. And he was like, and I was like, this, this script is like a little crazy. And I was like, I just, you know, I, I got my two million back. I, I, this is my working capital. I'm independent. I'd rather put this into me now. And he was like, listen, man, I'm going to showcase my directing skills here. You'll get your money back in a month. I promise you three months tops. 
just do this for me. Let's keep sticking together. You know, you got your money back. So I said, all right, cool. But just make sure I get my money back no matter what. And, you know, we from the same place. So our word means everything. And I went on his word. I don't care about nothing else. When we looked in each other's eyes and he, and, and he says, give me my money back. I believed him. So I let him, I said, all right, let it rock. So that happened. And the movie ended up costing more, like 10 million other investors had to get in it and I lost control and I kept, we didn't get our money back. This is what I consider a culture vulture. Someone that takes from the culture, even if you're black, he's, he's black and he's really disrespecting a good black man that tried to help him and exploits the culture or his subject matter is about the culture. But when it comes time to even pay back the culture that helped you, he, he just has no explanation. And I tried to work it out with him. I spoke on the phone, but he just keeps lying to me. And I have a book called Culture Vultures, and you can read about it in the book. I talked about it. I talk about all the people that continue to think that when I put money into them, they just don't have to pay me back. And and, and everyone that owes me money, I'm going to legally get at you, and I'm, I'm going to make sure everybody knows right? because I'm a good guy. So what do y'all think about that? Respect. Creative, how do you feel about everything? <laughs> I don't understand how you could just take that man's money now you got all these hits, and you just don't even. You, I know you got way more than two. Two million dollars probably ain't nothing to him now, and you just keep ducking this man. I don't. I don't understand. Like I don't. I can't comprehend lifestyle, it. Lifestyle, lifestyle. I've heard too many scenarios of people owing people because they have a lifestyle that they're upkeeping, and then they decide to run circles around the person who they owe. It's, it's common, and this is just another example of that. But see, when you're dealing at stakes, like Dame said, capital, this is capital-type money. Like, you got to really be about it. Some people, maybe, what, $25,000 is a lot to them. $10,000 is a lot to them. $10 is a lot to some people. Dame lended him $2 million dollars. Black cash. The Black. average American only needs 75K to live for their a dream year, life. Their, their dream life. Yep. This mount is clearly living his dream life above and beyond if he neglected the fact that not on one occasion, but two occasions at this point, because yes, they made their money back the first time, but the second occasion is where he took advantage and he may have had a loss. Well, let's let, hear what Mr. Lee Daniels has to say for himself about how he treated. Shout out to TMZ once again. Good publicity. Welcome to Black Rants. I'm with the legend. What? Black excellence? <laughs> I cannot believe it. I'm very excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. I'm excited for me. Oh, dang. You know what? That makes me feel real good right now. Yeah. My temperature just went up like 100 levels. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm, a, I'm okay. A little nervous. You know, this is my first interview without a publicist. Oh, well. yeah. I'm, hey, I'm popping that no publicist cherry. So, you're going you to have a little okay. moment. Moment. Let's see. Raquel, please ask every crazy question <laughs> possible and make the public go crazy. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I started out directing theater and um, one acts and there was no room for me in Hollywood. You know, there were no, there were no, there were, there wasn't, there was no such thing as a, as, as, as black film, black cinema. The exploitation era had gone and, and Spike hadn't come yet. So it was in this like little bit of time where I was trying to, I was directing theater and at the same time I was um, managing actors. Yeah. From the theater that I was directing, which is the story of Billy. I, you know, when I was, he, when nobody in Hollywood was giving me money after my Academy Award 
unprecedented with Halle Berry. Nobody was giving me money. Damon's crazy ass was crazy enough to give me money for The Woodsman and for Shadowboxer. And um, that investment, um, the investment for Shadowboxer didn't pay off. So but it, it was it, an it was, investment, right? It was an investment, but not a loan. It was an investment, but I looked him in the eyes and I told him that you would get your investment back. So what is that exactly? So it took me a minute. So once you get lawyers in your head, you get lawyers talking in your head mm -hmm. and you start thinking that it's an investment. But on the streets, it was my word. So I had been through, you know, through drugs, through, through alcohol and through, through the intoxication of fame, success, yes. um, believing that that was an investment. Because it was an investment, it was legal. It was, he signed the papers, it was, an, it was an investment. That's what it was, so therefore- It was an investment. Was taking an investment. But you know one thing? He was a black man that gave me money when nobody in Hollywood gave me money. And for that, he deserves his money. And for that, he deserved to be angry. Now, did he decide, was it the right place to reach out and touch somebody's hand? I don't know. What, but, what was Diana Ross <laughs> in the background? She was reaching out and touching somebody's <laughs> hand. You know, and so um, I wasn't afraid. I felt, I felt bad. I felt bad. It was a wake-up call for me. Um, it was a wake-up call for me to take a look at myself to say, what defines investment? You know, mm -hmm. this, this, this black man gave me money when no, nobody, not Disney, not Sony, not TriStar, not, not Paramount, not Warner Brothers, for a film. He did it. And so for that, you know, he deserves his money. And so I'm gonna work out something for him to get him, because I am in the, in the position now to get it to him. So I'm gonna get it to him. Nah. Who he lie. <laughs> Lies. He gonna go back to ducking him. He's just making shit up. <laughs> I believe he's gonna pay him now. Nobody believes him. Nobody believes he was sincere. And I knew they had to sign something because Dame, if Dame would have gave that man two million dollars without signing anything, man, the IRS would be not on his table. That's not Damon Dash. And if, it, if it is, then it's it's uh, Damon Dash debunked. You know, uh, but all due respect, it's just he's like not paying. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why he's not paying. I'm gonna he's tell not you paying. Why. You ain't getting your money. He ain't paying that nigga. This is why he embarrassed him. Yeah. Right. Right. And in black people world. Bitch, you got paid right then. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> I wouldn't pay him. Because wow. he embarrassed them. Now, if he would have had a conversation with him, just being who they are, he should never have done that in the public like that in front of all those people. He could have pulled them aside. They could have had a peaceful conversation. It was you still know? a peaceful conversation, actually. Even though he's fucked up for not paying him, it wasn't peaceful. Did you see that shit? No, that yeah, I did. That was that was actually peaceful on stage, and uh, it no nothing broke out, no riots, no nothing. That was still uh, non-threatening. Well, I heard Damon one interview. But when you see two black people confronting each other, it's just powerful. Well, period. I heard Damon in an interview. He was like, um, they asked him, like Felly Fels interview with him. He said, "Did you want to punch him out? Did you want to be aggressive? Did you want to like go in?" And he was like, "You know what? No, because that's the reaction that they wanted." He was like, and I wasn't there to do all that. I was there to give my money. Like, I'm not yeah, gonna I'm too old to make a spectacle out of myself. He's like, but peep this. We was in a crib chilling. He was like, me and Rocky, which is his wife. Shout out to Rocky and Dane. 
he was like, we were in the crib chilling and we had her friend was going to the concert, had extra tickets and kept reaching out to us. We didn't hear about it till like 30 minutes into the show. We saw the text and she was like, oh, and by the way, your boy Lee Daniels is here. And, and Dane was like, we got to make that move. And so that being acknowledged. It seemed urgent. It, seemed, it was urgent. $2 million. Let's think about that. We all That's get pissed off at someone. Let me tell you something. I feel the pressure when I call my sister. Let me tell you something, all right? Times have gotten hard, but God has blessed me with multiple siblings, okay? And they all hold their own. We all hold our own so that at any point in time, we can call one another and be like, yo, can you let me hold a little something, something? And nobody's checking for you. But you know you have that pressure on yourself because you know what you borrowed from somebody. And that's why I respect the mob. You know what you borrowed from somebody. Rules. Yeah, I don't I don't know about respecting mob and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that they I got mean, rules. No disrespect to the mob. No disrespect to the mob, but I'm just saying I'm not about that life, so I can't speak on what I know. And I don't They're I can't speak on the pressure oriented. that someone feels about taking lives for, for materialistic things, but I know a lot of things principle based. And that's what we're talking about. Principle, originality, artists paying homage to the origins of things. And if there's money to be made, okay, split the profit. But my whole inspiration behind this was a personal trigger of just being like, you know what, as an artist who released a record, I put it out there for sale on my website. And I was adamant at first to say, I'm gonna keep it directly on my website. And I'm not gonna put it out or aggregate it to like iTunes and Spotify and all those places. I ended up doing it a week later, and I found out that my album has been streamed a lot of times, but I'm making pennies, I kid you not. And I thought to myself, wow, if I would have just stuck to what I felt inside, but I wanted to, it was more than just the money for me, it was more about the art and putting it out there to share with people and see what people thought, so that that would encourage me to propel or move in another direction. And I did get a welcoming response however i can't help but think like should i have supported myself enough you know and as i move forward as an artist you know now that my music's like on youtube for free it's on soundcloud for free you know now that it's out there how do i begin to be a little bit more creative as an artist to stay original and attract people's attention to where they feel like i'm worth monetary appreciation how do y'all feel about that anybody can live life and win absolutely but all I'm you saying, gotta like, do it he who has reasons. the gold <laughs> and win just just be about your essence your your bubble your family your 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 emotional support and just fucking win because money is fluid money comes and goes currency yep that's why money comes and goes you can constantly have money but to know that you are money before you even touch a piece of paper with another man's face on it but i think that's what we're talking about that's what originality comes in. So, if you're start originating money? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, no, I'm saying, I'm saying what you just said, you just brought my point back in okay. even further, which is if you're a creator and originator, and then you want to have monetary gain from your art. You want to be acknowledged because if you're acknowledged and you receive your credit, you can be uh, compensated. That's what all of this is about. And, and we have these big name artists who are taking original ideas and because they have the following and the support of conglomerates 
and conglomerates control filters in this online world. Certain people are snuffed out of the race. And as an uh, independent artist, it's a concern because the free market, let's even take it out of independent artists, let's take it to small businesses. There's so many monopolies going on with major companies buying out and gentrifying neighborhoods. Like, it's like a whole fucking monopoly game. They're not just taking one business and one building in a neighborhood. They're taking out the whole block. They're putting in real estate surrounding the block. This is real. I was on the bus earlier today. I was on the bus this morning. And I take the bus because sometimes I don't want to talk to my Uber drivers. I know it's disrespectful. <laughs> That's why I just don't even put myself in their car to take the bus. So I'm on the bus. I'm driving. And they're putting a new Sprouts grocery store there. Right in the center is the Sprouts grocery store, but there's at least 7,200 square feet of land around that. And it says Sprouts Plaza, okay? Which means they just fucking bought at least 1,900 square feet of land and they're building businesses and they're being strategic about who they're allowing to occupy that prime real estate because they're at a major cross section across another beautiful plaza mall. So they're now competing. And so my whole thing is originality the, the small businessman is being snuffed out. The independent artist is being snuffed out. And now the life is high school all over fucking again. Where you, How many followers do you have? Not even do you have talent to be in this movie. Not even do you have talent to be on the radio waves. How many people are paying you attention? How can we exploit that to make money? And we'll set you up with other partners to make money because the more money you make, you're going to go out and shop. Mm. The more money they allow us to make, the more compelled we are to spend it to the people who own these businesses, who own everything. We put money right back in their hand. So support, support your local business owner, support your independent artist. If you're someone that is inspired by another artist, at least pay homage, shout out to such and such, boom. Give that person their recognition. And I'm done in that breath. X, I said X, what I got to say. X, X, X. X Tentacion. R.I.P. young man. He, to me, was a prime example of an artist taking someone biting their music and using it ah. to propel his Share that career. story. Yeah, absolutely. I saw right. his very first interview when yeah, he got right. out of jail, and the first thing he came out was attacking Drake in this interview because he used that publicity from people publicizing that Drake stole his rhythm, his rap rhythm, cadence, cadence verbatim on one of Drake's songs. I forget the name of it. He used that once he got out of jail, straight to the radio. I'm working on an album. Fuck Drake, all that shit. He he, yep. and you could date back. You can you can look at the interviews. I think it was about a year ago, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a year and a half ago. But he rose to some kind of stardom by using it not as a negative to just sue, but to say, okay, I'm gonna sue, but I'm also while I'm making that slow money, I'm gonna go get my fast money because now I got the attention of all your audience. That's how you did get put on. So there's yeah, no excuse. I like I said, the other artists at the end of the day are just probably just not good business people. So should people be original, guys? Should people be original? Should people imitate? Some people aren't naturally creative. Some people just aren't dumb. So, uh, that's ha- true. You're right. With that. No, you're right. So they, they can only copy. You're so right. I have, I have a scale, guys. 
there's a scale that I have. There's a difference between a vocalist, there's a difference between an entertainer, there's a difference between a singer-songwriter. Does anybody know the difference? Outrageous, can you explain the difference? What's the difference between a vocalist, an entertainer, and a singer-songwriter? Difference? Mm-hmm. Between a vocalist, a vocalist is a vocalist. They don't write, they don't create, they just, they just their voice. A creator is a creator, they make everything. Mm-hmm. They produce, they bring forward. Okay, I, I could give an example, it's like you produce, you're a creator. Mm-hmm. I can produce, I'm a creator, but I rather compose. I'm a composer mm-hmm. and I'm a writer. I'm not a producer. Yes. And entertainer, even so. Like, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a creator entertainer, meaning, like, I'm not the greatest vocalist in the world. Like, I can't just sing anything, but I can create what I, what I do to work for me as an artist, and I entertain with that. And I think that that's the problem. Like, entertainers should pay homage to those they are imitating. But if you're an artist then who you are is what people are attracted to. But if you're a vocalist, you can take any piece of music and rep that shit as... You can shapeshift. You can shapeshift. There are differences, you know, and everybody does need to be acknowledged. And so it's like, I think there very much so is a difference between the them. And I think that original should be appreciated. You know what I mean? Creative, how do you feel? I agree. I mean... I ain't, ain't nothing else I could dispute or say. It's true. So, world, we want more originals. And for those of you who are originals, originals, we appreciate you. And we want to support you. So, if you're... Don't give up. Who are they? Who are the originals? Yeah. The originals are the people on the planet who... I mean, in the industry right now, who are the originals? You know who I think is original? I think any artist that is inspired by someone and speaks up about it, pays homage to the originality, and is still innovative, because that's what it is. There's a difference between originality and innovation. The innovator pays homage to the origin because the origin is necessary to highlight well, we're talking innovation. About originality. Yes. Yeah. And I want to know, Silas. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, <was that>, <laughs> <laughs> right now, give me two, I don't even say three, three artists that you feel are original right now, if you got them. He do. Original. He's always sending me links on artists to check out, and I'm like, nah. but he knows. Go, what you got? But they have a platform okay. that people are listening to. All right, so it's, it's tears to it, because me, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a music producer, singer-songwriter, rapper, mix engineer, mastering, so, you know, I have a different, I have a different tier than I'm on, but the, the normal tier that you usually get from like the the uh, the Drakes, the Jay Zs. Uh, I only exclude Kanye West, J Cole, because uh, they work on their own tracks, even if they bring other people in. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to mention, but it's far and wide. So it's like it, I I believe that any any uh, rapper under the age of 15 should be allowed to have a ghostwriter. 
past 15, I, I give them that, that they should start having a, a You know why I don't agree with that? Yeah, because she's okay. been writing since she was like five years but old. But you are in a musical family. You are on a different tier. Like, you you understand the origin. I'm talking about the people just coming into the industry who... You know what? Why I does the bar need to be lowered? The bar was lowered. And that's why I'm going to stop you, stylist. Because there's a little boy or a little girl somewhere right now that doesn't come from anywhere. And they yeah. are creative in their mind. And they yeah. are writers. Yes. They their own things. This is just true. the other day, I sat at a table with a little boy who was writing a rap for at least eight hours before I got there. And, and, and that's not to say anything bad against that. I'm just saying that when it comes to that age, they should be allowed to give their ideas and their input. However, the, the older writers, seasoned writers, know how to help them structure it for a production standpoint on a specific tier. But, but why do they need that when they're being original? Because well, my shit, it doesn't need to be looked over by anyone. Because it's just the English language. The way that it is. No, fuck the English language. How I'm saying it is how I want it interpreted. And that's creative, and that's originality. Blue Ivy, boobity, doobity, boop. <laughs> the song of no, that's not black. That's Kanye. That's Kanye. Boom Ivy was boom shaka laka boom shaka laka. She was boom shaka laka boom shaka laka. Boom shaka everything laka. But it's I'll say, like how, I'll say, how, how, for example, Kanye. Look at what did he do at the VMAs or whatever those awards just were. Which was his video? That he interrupted everything to show. Oh, with everybody Dang. in bed or fame. Oh, oh fame. yeah. With the cartoon? cartoon? It was a cartoon. Wait, cartoon. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. His his video game. That was... Yeah, with his mom in heaven and shit. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that shit. That was... Yep, I do. I do. Well, I do. just the other day. Just the other he got day. a new one? Yes. Mm. Just the other day, this dude. What's your favorite song? Poopity Whoop Scoop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really, what? what? Yeah. We got 10 minutes, guys, left, but we just give it a heads up. Like, what's your favorite song, Outrageous? My favorite song? A, so a song that makes you feel a certain way. Every time, it just makes you feel good inside. Mine is Doing It to Death by James Brown and the JBs. Yeah, you'd be funk. You'd be on that. <laughs> I was the 60s, 70s. Music but I, wait, I'm just saying this for a certain reason. Okay, so whichever that song is, when it plays, it makes you feel a certain way. So you as a musician, like subconsciously, you may not know if you're, if you don't play instruments. I don't know. Do you play instruments? My voice is Wait, wait. Yeah, actual physical instruments apart from your voice. My voice is my instrument, my love. Okay, all right. But when it comes to using actual instruments with strings... And producing, and, and programming or producing, no. There are certain... Yeah, with producing, there are certain chords... I don't either. ...from your favorite song that someone made... you know what it is that I have? ...inspire you. No. See, for me, I can copy anything. Okay. Any note. I, I could copy it. Any melody, any harmony, I could copy it. I could mimic it. Yeah. But... I'm better to make my own. I don't yeah. like one range. I don't like things on one key. Yeah, and that's my okay. Used to say it just—it's just how it sounds to me. So my music, I don't like the same kind of. We don't even like the same music. Yeah, I like soul. 
I like neo yep. soul. I like jazz. Yeah. I like yeah. old school funk. I like my favorite song is the Otis Redding song. Like mm. I, I was pumping him this weekend, like he was. So like, what if you were in the studio? <laughs> what if you were in the studio working I with a producer you. who played those chords and decided to make a beat on it because you liked it? But on anything, like I like gospel. Yeah, I like rock. I yeah. love so, uh, and all those. You I like music. I went too. to college for music. We went to music school. It's yeah. not. Shout out for college music. All music. If I like it, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna. Listen but is to it music. creative? Like, if you like it, you're gonna sing to it or rap to it, right? If it is, I don't like anything that sounds the same. Yeah. So even so, right now, I don't listen to the radio. Yep. If you ask me a song that's being played there, I can't tell you. But I do YouTube all artists. Yeah. 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 I'm just talking about the creative process, like you from a, an artist's perspective. You know what? Wherever I, I guess I zone out. I feel and you. So I'm thinking about all these things. So I don't only do one type of music. I do all types of music. Yeah. And, yeah. And but I even also, and I also do hip hop. I don't only do rap. I don't only just do you one sing verse. Too. I sing, but all music. Yeah, and with and with all music, like I play piano, so with all music from a production standpoint of a composer, we have seven white keys and then five black keys. Those are our, our tones that really resonate with us. Then we go into jazz and R&B with six chords, sustained fours, uh, major sevenths, minor sevenths. Then we have thirteenths and we have ninths. Those all fall more into the R&B uh jazz progressive jazz but what part of it becomes your own it, it's through the this is a part of it yeah. what part of it becomes your, voice. your own so i want to skip all of that i don't even want any of that now let's I think about the artist i want to have a suppose i don't want any chords mm. suppose i want my whole track with no i want an acapella track yeah okay suppose i want that and I want to throw different harmonies and tones. And I don't want it on the same key. I don't want to do that. So I don't want someone. So when it's when it, when it's being when it's being projected, I don't want somebody to say, "Oh, because it wasn't in this key the whole time that it wasn't what it was supposed to be," or that it because yeah. it's not that because it doesn't have to be. It's not yours. So, but all right, even with that sense, what if in a sensate sense across the world, there's someone thinking just like you and they happen to make something that resonates in the same frequency of you because we have only so many frequencies we really resonate on the human spectrum right now. So I'm just- And I love them. And I love them and they were- Bye. <laughs> and on that note, people, when you're original, you attract- Real recognize real. Like-mindedness is always appreciated. Um, as artists, as people, we're inspired, but we have to pay homage to the origins of all things because things are created with an intention and the creator of what that is always knows what they desire. And whatever they intended when they created it, that is going to be what manifests, not what we want to interpret. So I say all that to say, we love you for tuning in every week. We love you so much. 
You're awesome. And it's your girl, Sin. She is Nudei, N-U-D-A-I.com. Check out Canvas <laughs> and Chardonnay.com. And subscribe because we love having you. And, of course, I couldn't do what I do here without my family. And so, stylist, say something to the people. Let them know how they can reach you. I am Stylist. Shout out to Twitter. Shout out to Facebook, Snapchat, the whole government here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to the website, T-O-S-T-Y-L-I-S.com. Gamma is on the way. I got new photos, new content on the way. And shout out to everybody like who was a part of this discussion because, you know, pressure breaks pipes and and pressure molds diamonds so at the end of the day this was definitely a diamond tier discussion yeah 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 outrageous tell the people how they can find you you can find me on facebook at dorothy watley or petty politics at outrageous thoughts and questions.com creativa abule how can they find you darling <laughs> hey, what up? I be at Creative Bully Media on Instagram. And um, speaking of an original rapper, y'all check out Tobin Wigway. Uh, his Instagram pages will give you a lot of insight. It's T O B E N W I G W E. Shout out to Tobin. I'm going to definitely vibe up for that. So, people, we can't wait to see you next week. We're trying to get moving into the live direction. So, next week is our 16th episode. Next week is our 16th episode and so on our 17th episode we'll be going facebook live so join us at cannabis and chardonnay and you can learn everything that you need to know thank you for joining us we love you guys and stylus always has something interesting to end the show with. <laughs> well you know today i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh lupe fiasco I the like coolest from the album The Cool. Sometimes tonight that I love me more I love the peace and I love the war